Hey, After Buzzers. Kevin Undergar, the executive producer of After Buzz, along with Maria Menunos. Hi, everybody. And Maria and I, as you know, have put so much time and money into mm-hmm. the After Buzz TV product and really haven't seen a lot in return. Nope, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the ways you guys can actually help us is by tuning into our new reality show, Chasing Maria Menunos. It premieres Tuesday, March 18th. 10 o'clock, 9 p.m. Central, and features me and Maria basically bickering, fighting. No. No? No, it's not just bickering and fighting. You get an inside look into my life, behind the scenes. You'll also get a behind the scenes look at AfterBuzz and an inside look at how Maria does everything in her power to shut us down because she's very cheap. That is so rude. Why would you say that? Because it's true. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, guys, please tune in to Chasing Maria Menounos on Oxygen Tuesday, March 18th at 10 p.m. We really do appreciate it. All of your support will help After Buzz because Maria certainly won't. <laughs> so rude. You're listening to the After Buzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. The song, so amazing. We will get into all of that in a few minutes here, but we're here hanging out uh, back doing another Glee episode for you all. So it's a fun one tonight um, called City of Angels. And I don't know, we're all living in L.A. here, so (laughs) I had so much fun seeing clips of L.A. in the background of shots. I don't know. It must have been way easier to film than faking living somewhere else all these years. Exactly. And you could see that they film sometimes very close to where they film at the Paramount lot here. But I should introduce the episode as well and us. So, of course, it is Season 5, Episode 11, City of Angels, appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm Stephanie Wanger, and I'm so excited to be back with you both. We're excited to have you back, Stephanie. We yeah. missed you for the last we three months. That glue was yeah, on Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's been a long run without you guys, but uh, we have so much to talk about tonight. It, this was I really enjoyed this episode. I feel like sometimes we're hard on the show, but tonight... For me, it worked. It felt like old Glee episodes. I felt so, too. And hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serpy. Um, I, I, it was a nice kind of reminiscence of all the previous flashbacks that we've had of the sectionals, regionals, any, any kind of performance, big concert competitions that had. It was, it was a nice touch on that. And Roxy? Um, I'm Roxy Stryer, and I I feel like I'm at some committee right now. I'm Roxy Stryer, <laughs> and I feel as if tonight's episode uh, made me, the first half made me a little irritated, and the second half made me just bawl my eyes out. So I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of a roller coaster. You and I always disagree on these episodes. I have to say, <laughs> I come in and I'm like, oh, I didn't. I didn't love it. And you're like, it was the best. Yeah, yeah no, I, I definitely would never say that this episode didn't do it for me because I re- it really did get to me. Um, but, man, I just, I was not ready for this one. 
I feel like this is the way this season is going to go now. I, I think that they're they're in it for this. A big part of this episode, of course, was kind of in memory of Corey Monteith and his character Finn. And I know that the 100th uh, will have that as well. A theme of the 100th episode next week will include Corey. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long they're going to go uh, on this. It feels It feels like a right move to me. It's hard to watch, but it feels like something that the cast probably needed to do, I would imagine. Well, I kind of felt like at the beginning it wouldn't have been right to throw Corey in there all the time because it almost seemed like they needed they were looking for views if they were doing that. Mm-hmm. At this point, I think that it was necessary. Um, I, I needed there to be mention of Corey. I was feeling his absence, and I was thinking, how the hell are they going to take us all year and, and not mention what's happened post um, the quarterback? Yeah, and I like how they were... The producers and writers are self-aware of that, and that they they even had the characters reflect that too, and be like, "This is the first time you've performed since we've had uh, Finn gone, and we know that it, that he was a vital role, and he's missing now." But the show must still go on. Because imagine if they hadn't mentioned him at nationals. I mean, that would have been absurd. Well, yeah. that's what I found so interesting was this was one of those moments where I felt like Glee mirrored something that would happen in real life. I thought of like a tragedy happening at a high school you would have that, like, charity softball game or the theater production uh, dedicated to that person. And that's what this felt like to me. In a way, they were trying to dedicate their nationals to to Corey, to Finn. And then further dedicating episodes to him. You yeah. Know? Um, it's, a, they're, it, it's crazy because this is art imitating life, imitating art, you know, where we've got them making this into the entire episode is about doing this for Corey, and while they're actually filming it, they're missing Finn. I mean, you know, so... Yeah, it it all... Well, we were talking about kind of the blurring of lines, and I think that the show is an example of where's the line between fiction and and reality. It's it's a hard one on the show because you have Leah Michelle who... Uh, dated Corey, of course, in in real life. Then you have her character who was with Finn, and they like it's all kind of this blur of where are these emotions, and they do a great job of portraying it because it doesn't look like it's. I'm sure it's very painful for them, and uh, yeah, absolutely. and I think for production wise, they're doing a great job trying to deal with that as well, and just like how to seamlessly write out a character and then but kind of still keep them around and then seamlessly write all the characters and their interactions and how to deal with that. So I think production-wise, it's oh my God, on top of everything. I, I will say, though, I do think it is a little strange that Leah Michelle had such a little part in this episode um, because since the quarterback, this is the first tribute piece to Corey or, or yeah. seemingly in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um I would think maybe she would know how important Nationals was. I I almost thought she was going to show up there. Yeah. Um, When she didn't, I was a little disappointed. Not to spoil our news and gossip, but she will play a part in that 100. Of of course, and I was was about to say, I think the biggest reason for that is we do have the 100th coming up. I mean, the fact that all these episodes, I know we had our hiatus, Mm -hmm. but if you take away that couple months period of time, we're not that far in distance from the quarterback right now, you know? Um, yeah. We're only a few episodes away from that. And then to have this, which was such a big episode, and then to have the 100th, which is a huge episode, uh, we're getting a lot of... Re- this season is it's very emotionally trying. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're going in a lot of ways, they want that. They want you to, it's senior year um, at McKinley, of course. And I think that that happens in high schools is that it becomes emotionally charged. Obviously, they have other elements going on with Corey Monteith's death and how that is playing into their show. But I think that they wanted to elevate it. At least that's what it seems like to me because they even have Tina showing more emotion than she ever has before with breaking down into tears in past episodes about everybody leaving and and not being ready to graduate. Mm -hmm. And singing more songs. I mean, I think that tonight was the best singing job that Jenna's done. I'm I she blew me out. I couldn't even with her. Like I thought she did an amazing job tonight. Yeah. And yeah, and, I lo- and I loved it how the situations because they're changed now that she was kind of she is the, in the senior position to step up and take that role and she did. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting to see. I'm excited to see where they all go in the next few episodes and as they graduate. I think we know that the show is going to move pretty much exclusively to New York, and that'll be interesting in the next few episodes to see how that all plays out. But before we get to those episodes, (laughs) let's jump a little more into this episode and talk about um, another returning character, Mercedes, who we see barge into the lobby of a hotel and kind of... With her fawawa. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how amazing was that? I mean, All diva-like, nothing has changed. to carry a stuffed... We, we need dog. an after buzz fawawa for sure. I mean, I feel like that should be our like next week's goal. We have lots of live dogs around here. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The live dogs might eat our fawawas right up, actually. Yeah. So maybe that's why we don't have them. Yeah. But I, I thought it was really cool. It was cool to have Amber back. I mean, yeah. m- missed her. Surprised they brought her back. I mean, we had to because we went to L.A., but exactly. I'm surprised they brought her back before the 100th. Yeah. Um, but it's a nice way to kind of ease us into it as opposed to just a, a tease when we get the 100th and then we get everybody ripped from us again. Mm-hmm. I know we only do have her for a couple episodes, but I am happy she's here. Yeah, I thought that, and also to have her, we knew that she had struggled in L.A., and then to have her be this pseudo-celebrity. The fabulous life of Mercedes, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and And it's amazing because Mercedes has only been out in the real world for a year, but all the life lessons that she's learned since then, and to be able to pass that on, not to jump ahead too much. To the rest of the new directions. But to pass that on, just in a matter of a year, just shows how much her character has grown. Absolutely. Quick question for you guys. What was the point of telling us that this Mexican lady came and took her CD and passed it to Kanye, who passed it to Kim, who passed it to somebody, who passed it to somebody, who passed it to Ryan Seacrest, who passed it to Sony, whatever it was. Like, Was that just a funny little joke that kind of went over my head, or? I think that was just, the uh, the funny joke just a nod to the industry in LA. Yeah, Yeah. I I would either say a nod to the industry, or a little fun shout out to Ryan Seacrest, who's another Fox uh, from American Idol. He's the host of American Idol, That was the only thing I could think of, because saying that it got to Kanye West was enough yeah. to give it cred, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> we didn't need to get from Kanye West 10 more degrees to well, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, I mean, but the industry, because it's so <laughs> L.A., it's, everyone says the connectivity, and you have to know someone, the networking. Absolutely. Know someone who knows someone who knows someone 100. who knows two other people. And the 405 is closed this week. Yeah. 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 Someone had Shout a out. lot of fun <laughs> teasing L.A. I mean, all the writers live here. Um so it's it, filmed here. It's filmed Please here. Filmed. They had a lot of fun teasing because it is like, what do they call it? Like when the 405 shuts down, it's like Carmageddon. Um, Carmageddon. And yeah, it gets it gets insane. So they were definitely making sure that they were teasing that L.A. Mm-hmm. lifestyle. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I thought Marley had one of the sweet, like, there were lots of sweet moments in this episode, but very kind of questioning herself again that senior year who am I? Who do I want to be? Yeah, I just thought it was very confusing. Um, in it, what way? First of all, it seemed a little out of place for me because we haven't seen her getting rejected from all of these places. It seemed like mm-hmm. they needed to throw that in. And then she talks about her swan song, which was what? Depressing. <laughs> I mean, depressing. yeah, and she didn't have a big, a big moment. moment. Yeah, yeah, she just really wasn't involved in nat- nationals very much. So, um, I mean, Kitty was more involved than she was. I was just surprised that she was like, this is my, you know, let's do it. And, and then to have the writers not put her in more. Um, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't her swan song. I'm sure she will stay with New Directions, yeah. and that's the point. But it yeah. just seemed kind of out of place, and, like, they needed... We've been talking every week for the last two weeks, I guess, only, about how the new New Directions, who are they, where are they? We have not been paying any attention. It's yeah. been all about New York and the seniors. Yeah. Um, and this was just kind of like a, here I am. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's okay. You can stay there. <laughs> See, I, no, I, I'm sorry. Um, oh, I, I kind of agree because it was misplaced and just came out of nowhere. Right. And But it, I don't think it should have been in the Nationals episode. I feel like had they kept that storyline to one of the, uh, an episode that was closer to the end of the season, like near graduation, when yeah. she was questioning colleges she was going to where she was qu- questioning her career, and then having that storyline, that would have been more relevant right. and than it's not now. Like, absolutely. And it's, we know that they're not going to have a big part in the 100th episode. There's no freaking way. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I feel like the Glee writers got a little hesitant. They, they were thinking to themselves, ooh, we haven't put them in the last two episodes, and this is really the only shot we have before the 100th, and t- otherwise we're going to have to wait a whole other couple weeks. So let's yeah. just throw them in really quick. Yeah, I think that they're probably we're trying to set up something for after the 100th. Like, I feel like she's getting her confidence back, and maybe that's... I don't know what that means in terms of her love triangle, but I, I felt like there was there was something there, whether it was um, to go back to... Like, to go back to Ryder, because he supported her and, and got the stuff to Mercedes. I wasn't sure where it was Going. Yeah, I know what you mean, um, but it seems like what Mercedes wanted was for her to be independent woman part three. So it's like a, a very confusing thing because if what it is is that she's going to go back to one of them, which I honestly would prefer, I don't even know at this point if I care whether it's Ryder or Jake. I just don't really like Marley alone, um, which is kind of sad to say. <laughs> but I mean, but I, I think it's more than that, too, just like whoever she ends up with. It's just... We got that message at the end of, you know, every episode has to have that life lesson message that that they have to tell. You get three minutes this party. Is, yeah, and this is, like, don't give up on your dreams. Keep working hard at it. And that Absolutely. Was, that was the storyline. I Absolutely. know that it, this was, yeah, that was definitely the bottom line of tonight's episode was never give up and be true to who you are. But do you feel like sometimes, Glee, I know we've talked about it in the past, it's it's a mixed message, and I felt like Mercedes had a mixed message in some ways. It was like, never give up on yourself, and, like, she knew she had, obviously, Mercedes had some sense that she was with those guys. Yeah. And so I don't know if that was, like, get away from them or, like, kind of a tease to her. Well, she said, and that doesn't mean going back to one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But absolutely, and then she's quickly, Mercedes says, Oh, and then I had all these downs, too, and, and Trotty Mal dumped me twice. Oh, wait, no, that was me dumping yeah, him. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of funny, but completely contradictory of everything you were just saying, yeah. whatever, moving on. Um, but, no, I, I, I absolutely get what you're saying, Stephanie. It's like, 
Yeah, it sometimes there's definitely these mixed messages on Glee where you're like, I get the point, like to be yeah. true to yourself, but there's this like other side where you're a little more. Right. Yeah, my favorite. I would have been absolutely fine sticking with Mercedes saying three minutes. You got a three minute pity party, and that's all you get because Look. in this business, you're gonna hear no, and you're going to hear a hell of a lot more than you hear than you hear yes, even if you are. The top singer in the entire world. You're going to hear no more than you hear yes. So guess what? Three minutes is all you freaking get. Yeah. That I appreciated. Um, the rest of it kind of got lost in translation. Yeah. yeah. It would have been nice to see uh, Mercedes say that, but that wouldn't be Mercedes' character. She's the kind of person who will take the crap, but then get over it and learn from it. And that's why she was teaching Marley. Right. So. Another person who seemed to be trying to live up to expectations tonight was um, Sam, who... I mean, I have to say, Mr. Shu laid it on him, was like, you need to be the leader. Like 15 times tonight, I was watching um, in one of the screening rooms with people who don't cover the after show, but yeah. uh, fans, mm-hmm. and I would turn to them and be like, but no pressure. You know, yeah. and everybody would kind of giggle, because yeah. like, just all night, he would just lay it on thick, like, this is all you, you've got this, If you, you know, it's all you, but no pressure. You yeah. know, he didn't say but, that. But. Yeah, what bothered me most about that was... Throughout this entire show, that's never been Sam's character. He's not a leader. Like, he's a great, nice person. I don't mean it like that's a bad thing. It's just he's not the guy to lead the troops. That that was my thing. I was like, do you think, why do you think they gave it to Sam? Because they could have gave it to Blaine. They could have gave it to Artie. Yeah. You know? And just, I question why they gave it to Sam, but I'm glad they... He yeah. stepped up. I actually that. liked that part because I did feel like Sam was Finn's protege a little bit. Uh, Finn got Sam, so I I don't think that um, you know even when Sam was doing his exotic dancing and the swimming thing and all that, Finn fought for Sam over and over again. They saw eye to eye, and that speech that Will gives, like you were kind of his. That's why they chose him. It wouldn't have made sense for him to choose Blaine, who he liked, but really wasn't his person. Well. I think what you're saying, though, is that Finn fought for him. So, yes, they were closest, but it wasn't Sam fighting for... Right. Absolutely not, but it was always Finn fighting for Sam, and now this was time for Sam to return the favor. Mm. I I get that. No, But it was a hell of a lot of pressure. I mean... Especially during Nationals. And I, I, I was kind of shocked with how things ended up. I know we're not there, but yeah. for so much pressure throughout the entire episode. We're going episode, there in a minute yeah. or two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a lot. A, a lot, lot of pressure. And so to move on to that, let's talk about this Nationals competition. Um, let's back up a bit. And there were three um, c- competitors that we saw. Of course, right. New Directions. Um, the Amazonians, was that the, the group? Yep, Amazonians. And, and Throat the, Explosion. And Throat Explosion. And can we just give a shout out to, um, it's Skylar. Skylar Austin. Uh, yeah, Skylar um, Austin, who, uh, um, yeah. love him. Yeah, Pitch He's Perfect. Pitch Perfect, Perfect fan, yeah. Pitch Perfect. I thought he was fabulous tonight. So um, good. Yeah. I like it a lot when people are very aggressive and competitive, but know when something is too far. Yeah. You know, um, I thought that was interesting, and I'm kind of sitting here thinking, maybe we'll see him again. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I loved how I think we all know him from Pitch Perfect and uh, also the other movie Twenty One and Over. So like he's established that the nice boy character, yeah, exists. and then his character in Glee was completely opposite, very very vicious and conniving, and like I, I loved how that he played up. This yeah, I version. I loved seeing him play kind of against type, but still in type. If that yeah. makes sense, yeah. uh, like, I'm competitive and I'm gonna kick your butt, but mm-hmm. hey. Don't yeah. take it to that place. That it's not about the competition. Exactly. It's personal because I'm not going to go there. The yeah. one slight issue that I had with him, and I thought he did an incredible job, and we'll get into the songs and how great his performances were, but he, um, at moments, it felt to me like I was still watching Pitch Perfect, which <laughs> is fine. I like Pitch Perfect a lot, but it just was like him singing on stage because it's both Glee Club and kind of that. It's hard to get away from that, though, because when you've done a musical that's been taped before, what was he supposed to do, you know? Like, yeah. put on a southern accent? Yeah, and, exactly. Know. No, I mean, there's nothing to do to fix it. It would just be one of those things where you're like, okay, it's it's pitch perfect, and, like, that's awesome and cool, but it's Glee, too. And totally. It, yeah. yeah. That was my one, like, little little side note on him, but I still love him and want more episodes with him and all of that, so... Um, yeah, cups, cups. We, I was like, what did she do? Uh, cups, I got it. <laughs> we had it. I say one day we should perform it on camera. Oh, Ooh. totally. We, we can practice while we're watching and just be like, done and done. Maybe uh, if we get more ratings and comments on iTunes. Yes, that's We is, can do that. that is, you took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. So you should definitely go on, as Marissa's saying, rate, comment. We love hearing from you. It makes our show better, and we know what you're thinking, and, and that always helps us, and we love hearing from Gleeks. Yeah, so. our first week back, you guys were coming in hot. We oh, love the support it. and everything. Uh, last week, we dipped a little bit, guys, so mm, yeah. we, we need our Gleeks in the house. We need you. Absolutely, and we should also mention that Roxy will be doing the after show for our own Maria Menounos, you heard at the top of the show, yeah. has Chasing Maria Menounos, her new reality show, coming out March 18th, next Tuesday night. Yep, and we will be covering it here afterwards, so, yeah. so you can definitely tune into that. It should be a really fun time. We have guests booked for every week, so you can watch our after show here and watch their show on Oxygen. Yes, and rate and comment on everything. Yep. Um, so, going back to nationals, um, you, we he, see that the Glee Club... Uh, new directions. They sometimes win nationals, sometimes lose. They're very realistic in that it's you never know which way it's going to go. It's it's not a show that the team always wins. I know, and I felt it in my gut. I was like, they're going to take this from them. They're going to not win this. I feel it. But I was like, please be wrong. Please be wrong. Please be wrong. I'm I'm kind of pissed. See, <laughs> it depends on. I I mean, performance wise, I thought they had it tonight, but. They were incredible performances. Who's they? New Directions? New, New directions. directions. Yes. Good clarification. Um, but I I felt the same thing. And in my gut, I could tell, because I think that that's going to lead to more, as we were saying, more time with Skylar. Like, there's going to be a battle brewing on, yeah. on that front. Right. I, I kind of knew that they weren't going to win. Mm-hmm. But because their performance, their singing was great, as always. But the song choices... And it had a better meaning. But the song choices, I'm like, these aren't really songs that they would pick. They're not, like, really in-your-face and very theatrical that we're used to during the big competition shows and stuff. So I kind of understood with the song choices that they had. And I'm like, I wouldn't pick those to win. Right. Um, I think that it's important to note, in my opinion, this group of people 
were they were not as strong as they were when they won nationals. The song selection, the voices, the dancer, just the compilation of it all was not mm-hmm. as strong as when they won. So that I could appreciate. Um, but maybe it's just because I'm more invested in these characters, but I thought that they kicked throat explosions, but which is the only part where I was like, and, and I thought throat explosion did an amazing job. Um, but honestly, I was really hoping they would pull through, especially because of how many times they said, like, this isn't about having fun anymore. This is about winning. Like, and yeah. they, they just kept saying that. And I was like, Carol Burt, like, stuck mm-hmm. ixnay on the winning mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're kind of losing the message of Glee. Yeah. That, you know, they joined Glee to have fun. And then, yeah, if we win, that's great. Great on them. But yeah. the message was to be together, have fun. And now it's just like, go win. If That's had, it. That's absolutely. all that matters. Absolutely. If they announced to themselves at the top, you know what, this is simply, first and foremost, a tribute to Corey. We are not picking songs that we think can make us win. We are picking songs that are his favorite. We are performing our hearts out. We are going to make him proud. Yes. It would have been very different that if they had won second place. But the fact that they almost started saying that, and then they were like, no, we have to win this. And they lost. It felt like such a loss that even when they tried to um, reconcile at the end and speeches were given, I was like, you lost. No, (laughs) I mean, it was hard to watch that happen. The other thing that I found strange, um, I should first say, though, that Carol, I was so happy to see Carol Finn's mother back in the episode. And Bert. Yeah, and Bert as well. Yeah, and... But I thought it was an interesting character switch for her because she was the one who was like, you gotta go and win this for Finn, basically, without... I think she said it's it, he would never say this, but basically her bottom line was like, go out there and win this. Right, um, and and that was like after she just had tried to leave and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole thing with Tina, I mean, Tina says, my life's gonna be so empty from now on. At least, yeah. And she says... Well, at least you get to have one. And that was just, that was when I knew this episode was going to be gut-wrenching because yeah. mm-hmm. finally, it was something that I literally would have, re- if I had to guess what the next line was, what I wanted it to be, something that I would have wanted to be there and being like, oh, I don't think Lee's going to go for it. Yeah. And they did. And I was like, damn straight. And then Carol kind of shocked herself just the way she shocked all of us. You know, yeah. sometimes you don't even mean to say something. You yeah. just... You're just in so much pain when somebody complains about living. You're like, well, you are alive. Come on. And yeah, it's it's about putting into perspective. And we've seen Tina be more of a diva in the past few episodes now. And I think it does take an adult to put to put a snap a teenager back into into yeah. life and bring her down from the clouds. But it was interesting um, to see her Carol take uh, this 180 degree turn. Where she then was like, it's okay that you lost. Like, it's all about the effort you put in. And that was kind of the message by the end. And I was just like, what made you switch? It, it- well, it was like she went 90 degrees forward, 90 degrees back almost. It wasn't yeah. a full on it, you know? It was mm-hmm. just bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, because what was she going to say after they lost? You really let him down? Yeah, like, like yeah, there was no, I mean, that would be the most gut-wrenching. Like, right. to have mm-hmm. these parents, like, we're so sorry. And then... Just be like, it wasn't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, how yeah. awful. I but know. You know what? Honestly, I feel like that's something Finn would do. That yeah. he would question something and think one thing, but then in the end realize for the better that, like, no, I should stick it out. And then I think that was kind of her way of doing, thinking one thing and coming back, like, no, coming out on top. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did see a lot of Finn in her character tonight. And I, 
I I hate that I love this, but I love that you can see that the actress is being affected by the words mm-hmm. she's saying. You know, yeah. she's talking about what it's like to have Finn gone, and you can tell she's talking about what it's like to have Corey gone. Yeah. Um, and well, again, it's that blurring of yeah, lines. Yeah, it just she did a really incredible job tonight, as did Bert and everybody who was trying to pull together and support Carol. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really beautifully done with her. Um, but I, I did find fault with the fact that she was so gung-ho winning and then they lost. Yeah, it it was hard to watch that for sure. I also um, just found it interesting that she, you know, it was it was this moment of, like, I wanted her to kind of, yeah, be be a little more like it's in memory of my son anything's okay and it it didn't feel that way to me yeah I think her switching moment might have been when she turned to Bert and said this is Finn's favorite songs this these are all Finn's favorite songs yeah Um, that might have been the switch like what's important is that they're they're keeping him alive not that they're winning um I think that that was meant to be the audience's turning point like oh this is where the heart is um but it wasn't big enough of a moment for me for her to fully, no. as you're saying, 180. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were lots, though. We talked about that this uh, winning Nationals felt like big stakes tonight, in a lot of ways bigger than it ever has before. And that was because, and I had kind of forgotten this, I have to say, that um, I guess in a previous episode they talked about that the Glee Club would be gone if... Um, if they didn't win at Nationals. Yeah, and, that's what yeah. Sue was threatening. Yes, yeah. and so at the end of the episode, of course, we see Will and Sue kind of come to a head on this, but Will just seemed like he had almost given up. Um, I think he has. I think he feels a little defeated at this point. Like, what am I fighting for? You know, my people, my students, the one that I started with, they're now gone. I lost my best man, my best friend, um, and... She's not even being mean right now. She's being realistic. In terms of finances, you have to cut clubs. Yeah. And yeah. you you laid this out, and whether he agreed or disagreed, he he went for it, you know, yeah. and they lost. Yeah, and, and it's sad to see that because we know when Sue's being really serious and complimenting Will and being like, I've always did like you, and even though I gave you a lot of crap, you know, that that was just you know, tough love and stuff, and then saying that you guys are talented, you have won, and you've had all these trophies and stuff, and then her being really genuinely sincere, you can tell that she's being serious, yeah. saying that I have to cut the Glee Club. Schools only have so much money, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it just makes me question, because I, I came from a small high school, like, I was on a team, and we sucked, but we were still there. And so it just makes me question, like, why are they, why is the Glee Club? compared to the others. I mean, I know a few other clubs were getting cut too, but I think Glee the Glee has one. They there was just they had a bad year and they they lost and then apparently they're cutting the club. That that makes me sad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that it's again Glee does such a good job of, you know, putting that spotlight on issues and this is obviously one that they've done throughout the show, which is arts education and and that's what it felt like to me was if, you know, that's what it's coming to in schools is you know, where the funding goes and do you have to be the best to get your funding? And that's a whole separate... Right, of course it's a separate issue. Um, And who's to say that this even lasts? I happen to think it will. I I do think that this might be the end of New Directions, but um, you, you never know. I am very happy that they didn't have the Nationals on the finale because yeah. this would have been 
Yeah. Kind of a whack episode to end the season on. Yeah. I love the fact that at the very end we see Rachel and Kurt, who are, they look like they're ready to and fight. And Santana. And Santana, yeah. ready to fight. Yeah. And so yeah. I hope that that's, we're going to the 100th. I hope that's where it's heading. Right, that's why I was kind of surprised that they didn't actually show up at Nationals in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, I guess that they only found out about it after after, after it all happened. Yeah, after it all happened. Right. But I think that that will bring them back to McKinley to fight. Mm-hmm. And now we got the 100. The 100. That'll bring everyone yeah. back together. Keep it 100. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roxy. Okay, so we should... Um, typical. Typical. Just go into some songs, you know, the usual. So, uh, tonight there were a number of them, starting off with I Love L.A., um, which is, of course, a song by Randy Newman. It was Mr. Shu and the entire One Direction crew. So, by One Direction, you do mean New Direction, but I get where you're going with Sorry. I think I wrote One Direction down. I'm super cool That would have been interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about that. They did do, I think One Direction did a... um, a music video on a bus, like the top of a bus, in a similar way. So perfect. Uh, yeah, That's probably what you were thinking. So new direction. Yeah, this whole song was again a shout out to the city of angels. LA. Um, let's see this and this and go to Pink's and whatever. Yeah, Pink's and Amoeba yeah. Records. And exactly. Capital um, Records. It was a nice transitional piece to get us from um, point A to point B. It was kind of necessary. There's a lot of LA songs. This is a good one. It was okay. I liked that it was upbeat for the beginning of the episode. I always like it when we start with something that's fun at the beginning of the episode. So I appreciated that. Did I think the vocal performance was amazing? It was it was fine. It, it did the job. It got me to L.A. And it put me in the mood for, like, an episode called City of Angels. Yeah. Right. I thought it was fun. I, I just did love the editing of all the uh, places in L.A. that you... Tourists would go to, and every places time because I'm still kind of fairly new to LA. I've only been here for like two years, but seeing all those places is like, yeah, I remember that feeling of being in LA for the first time and seeing all these places. So I like the fun in that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I do feel kind of jaded sometimes when I take for granted the fact that I, I'm seeing these places. Like I drive by these places every <laughs> day for the past like six years of my life that they're on my route, and I'm like. Oh, this is like my ride to work. <laughs> but I, I understand that it is exciting, and, and L.A. is an incredible place, and it is cool that they got to show some things in L.A. Yeah, they yeah. jumped between Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard, and so I kept being like, that's Sunset, that's Hollywood, and, yeah. and, and like yep. seeing if I could test myself, which was a weird thing to do, but fun. Totally. Fun nonetheless. Um, and then we had, I think the Amazonians did the next song for us. Um, called Vacation, and it's by the Go-Go's. <laughs> Brenda Carlisle. Yeah. You gotta yeah. love her. I enjoyed the song a lot. Um, the feathers, the whole performance. It was it was cute. It was fun. Uh, we always knew that first and second place was going to be between Throat Explosion uh, and The New Direction, so I didn't pay it much mind um, in terms of, like, is this the most amazing thing I've ever seen? It was it was fun, you know, to watch. Yeah, I thought I, it was very flashy. I mean, it didn't need to be. The, the the colorful feathers, okay, you got my attention. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I loved the costumes I wrote, and I thought the performance was acceptable. Like, it's, yeah. it's what it always is, that third group. Yeah. They always have a random third group for this. And it's always like, yeah, that's it's nice to listen to. It, it doesn't do and, much beyond that. And the second group always does two songs, and New Directions always does three. Yeah, three. It, they're, they're, <laughs> every time. 
it's a formula. We get it. We if Gleeks watch the show, they'll probably know the formula as well. Sure. Um, yeah. But why can't New Directions ever have? I feel bad because I know that Finn's mom made the costumes for New Directions and this, but why can't New Directions ever have costumes like some of these other teams have? I mean, just like. I know mm. these like feather fabulous things. And- I but I actually liked new, the New Direction costumes tonight. I mean, they I weren't as incredible as the feathered, amazing like Las Vegas showgirl thing yeah, going but, on. But yeah, honestly, I don't think because we've seen the random episodes in between when they're at high school with all the crazy costumes that yeah. they've dressed up in. I think those are the episodes that they dress in. And when you go to nationals, it's really about the singing, not about the flashy performance that you put on. So I don't. I feel like Glee needs to. I don't yeah. feel like the New Directions need to have the weird costumes. Well, Marissa, apparently they did. You never know if they would have won. Maybe. <laughs> but or, I don't think it's necessary. or come in fourth place. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's necessary. And moving on to the two songs of uh, Throat Explosion, Mr. Roboto and Counting Stars. Um, <laughs> there, there's not One Direction, but One Republic, so... I love One closer. Republic. Wait, what, one what did Republic. I say? No, you didn't say anything. Oh. I'm just thinking. Like, <laughs> I was like, wait, uh, no. <laughs> no, we, we, we just went from New Direction to One Direction to One Republic, so, you Got know. Got it. I'm, 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 I'm intermixing it all. Let's what go. did I say? To no, New Direction. <laughs> I was like, wait, did I mess up? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> I, I liked this, actually. I thought they did a good job, and I loved Skylar again. Was It's just fun to see him. Right, absolutely. Their transition between these army masks um, and then going into the strip into um, Counting Stars, which, by the way, is one of my favorite songs, so I was a little yeah. biased here. Like I, I That fa- song feeds my soul. Like I, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I am a little biased, but I thought that it was a really good, solid two-song package. I agree. I mean, and I love One Republic, so I'm kind of biased, too, on that song. Uh, and then the Mr. Robotics is just, like, Jesse's... I'm sorry. I just know him as Jesse in Pitch Perfect. Skylar <laughs> Aston, uh, um, his so. performance was so awesome. And it's like, how can you not watch him? He was having fun performing on stage. Jean-Baptiste. So. Jean-Baptiste, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know him as Jesse. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, I feel like that's going to be an ongoing thing for oh, us yeah. when every time he's on. Um, and then we have New Direction, uh, who did the formula three songs. Of course. Three, yeah. uh, of course. Um, my favorite was the first one. Um, I'm interested to hear what you guys thought. The first one was More Than a Feeling. It's by... Boston, I wrote down. Yeah. Um, and uh, what, what are you so confused about Boston for? We have good things that come out of Boston. No, like I, Boston. I, I know. The I Boston. love Boston. I went to BU. I love it. Um, but it's just I was. I wrote it down. I was like, I hope that's right. Okay, so Boston. And I know. I was listening to people. They were like, "This is the greatest Journey song," and I was like, "I guess no, the greatest not. Journey song that was ever sung by not Journey yeah. is actually a Boston song." But okay. Yeah, and I just felt like it was classically. It was so uplifting. I just. Loved it. I, it. It was kind of perfect to me. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go. go I, I felt like it was really, really strong. I loved that they opened with it. I, all I could think about the whole time was Tina's never sounded better. Like, she sounded so good. I was like, Tina, where mm-hmm. you been, girl? Yeah. Like, you sound so freaking good. Um, it, it was great, and it was right up Finn's alley. I knew immediately that that comment was going to come up somehow because... Couldn't you just pick? This is such a Finn song. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And uh, the the vocals were very strong. And then I love seeing Blaine and uh, Tina have their moment in, 
at Nationals. Both of them got to have their standalone moment and sing together finally too on stage in front of everyone. I thought that was just fun. Nice to see that we didn't Seniors. get to see any other. Yeah, we didn't get to really see them stand out in yeah. past performances like that. Yeah. yeah, she did a really great job. As did he. He always does. But Tina blew it out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had their senior moment then. I I couldn't agree more. And then we had America, which is a Neil Diamond song, um, also sung by New Directions. Um, I liked this. I thought it was a fun choice. It. I, I wasn't like. I don't think I like was like, oh, this is amazing and it's everything I want it to be, but that was coming off of a song that I did feel that way about, right. so it, it was a hard comparison for me. I agree. This was the point in the performance where I'm like, okay, why this song? Why did they yeah. pick America out of everything? And then this is when I was questioning. I was like, oh, okay, something's going on here. And then I think it was like not shortly after I thought that, like maybe a few seconds, then we got um, Finn's mom explaining, oh, they're doing all of yeah, I, I unfortunately thought the song was a letdown. It was sandwiched between two of my three favorite songs of the episode, not counting um, Counting Stars, which was my third one, but More Than Feeling and I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For were my two other favorites. And, and Sandwiching America in there, it was totally adequate, but it was nothing to write home about. Um, and I, I don't know. I wonder if there's any... We know that Ryan Murphy does things like this all the time where it's kind of like inside jokes with the cast members. I wonder if there was any truth to these being Corey's favorite songs or, yeah. you know, like if there was something because I don't think that this is a song that they typically would have picked yeah. um, in this moment. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then I'm all for it. Otherwise, I thought that this was the weakest of the New Direction performances. I couldn't agree Agreed. more. Yeah. And we agree on a song. We all agree. Ew, woo <laughs> Love it. Um, and then finally, this was another one of my favorites as well. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Of course, it's a U2 song. I feel like we all know this song. Mm-hmm. And it's always a risk um, when you go with a song that everybody knows if it, you're going to make it better, worse, or something different. And I felt like they did a great job covering it. Yeah, I mean, typically, this is one of the most incredible songs of all time, yeah. in my opinion. And... um I can pick up the notes of it so quickly. You hear it, and I know exactly what song's about to play. But they did a little bit of a different version um, on tonight, and I really appreciated that. I thought they did an amazing job. This was my favorite song of the entire episode, um, and I I really, really appreciated it. I thought that the words, the lyrics, um, without hitting you over the head, really spoke to kind of what Finn was going through. Um, and that was really powerful for me. And I had kept it together throughout all these flashbacks, the entire thing. And when Sam raises those drumsticks, just uh. I just lost it. I mean, it was such a, like, stick it to the man, I love you kind of. I don't even know. It was yeah. incredible. This song was everything to me. Yeah, I mean, it was such a perfect way of ending the episode. It just felt like okay, this is, you know, the perfect song to end Nationals with. It was just like, oh, okay, we got it. I agree. And I love the the inserts that they had of Corey. And it wasn't just, like, oh. all at your face. It oh. was just, 
here and there and like nicely spread throughout um, for all these three songs. Yeah. And then just seeing him being so happy, doing what he loved, which was Glee Club, right. helping, you know, bonding with his friends, helping Artie out, just like those things that we love and remember Finn for that. That really hit me. Right. That's when I got choked up. It it was so crazy how those moments, it wasn't the biggest moments of Finn, you know? It wasn't like a flashback of Finchel or whatever. It was just somebody's moments, you know? Just their life and and an interaction here and an interaction there. I thought it was so beautifully done. Yeah. Um, And that they held out through the episode till this point to do it. And then again, of course, like I was just saying with the drumsticks in the air, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it they went for his quiet moments. Like yeah. it, it didn't yeah. feel like oh here he is like the center of the stage or here he is ex- exactly with Finchel or anything. It was just like those quiet moments that I think kind of how everyone fell in love with Finn. Like him singing in the shower. Those moments from the pilot where you're just like oh I remember that. It it felt kind of like a tribute to him and a tribute to like the love of, that the fans had for him. Right. And and that was really sweet. And his little subtle quirks and and friendships. Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, his time in the Glee Club. And then going back to Will saying earlier in the episode that he wasn't just the football football captain. He wasn't just the Glee leader. He he was a real, genuine man. And and that's the stuff that, you know, we loved. Absolutely. We've come full circle from we started with Finn, and now we're going back to Finn. I know. With with that, should we move to news and gossip? Yeah, absolutely. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. Do you know which Glee cast member got engaged? Yes. Who is it? Harry. 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 Harry Junchum. Yep. Um, I, I do have to say I only know because we have a group text going on, and, and one of you guys texted me about it when it happened. But yes, I did know as well. Yes. Yeah, so uh, he's he got engaged to his longtime girlfriend, who's also an actress, um, and they got engaged in Hawaii in October. So this is been, I guess, under the radar for a bit now. Six months, wow. Yeah, so um, they're living together here in L.A., and he already tweeted his fans thanking everyone for their support, and uh, congrats on that. We're so happy for you. It makes me miss him. Miss him? Yeah. Because we, we, we haven't seen him on the show. Yeah. It make, it He's dancing me away him. in Chicago. Yeah, I you know. know. Mike Chang, we want you back on Glee. It does <laughs> make me miss him a little bit. Absolutely. But, you know, good for him. It's it's glad. Uh, it always makes me happy seeing the them outside of the show and just seeing them, like, excel in life and stuff like that. Me too, but it is always very strange because a lot of these people are playing 17-year-olds, you know, or 16-year-olds. And, I, I and I'm sitting thinking there to myself, like, you're an actual, legitimate, grown-ass man. Like, oh, yeah. like, grown. Right. So he's engaged. Naya's engaged. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather had a baby. Like, we're seeing these people really, like, grow up and be adults. And, and that's... I know. And and the fact that we're looking... It's, when it strikes me the most is when we see Cord, and he's a, a senior. And I'm like, Cord, you actually look like you could be 30. Like, <laughs> I don't believe you. I think he yeah. is closer to 30. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's, he's fantastic, and he's a great actor but when I see him and I'm and I look at him and my sister's a senior in high school and I'm like you, you could be her father <laughs> that's crazy kind of, yeah. yeah that's that's yeah they all play I mean that's like the Hollywood way playing of course but yeah, it's a weird reminder it. when they get engaged or are Ab- pregnant absolutely like, but such exciting news for him absolutely and then also talking about outside uh projects or outside 
things outside of Glee, I guess we can say. Uh, Leah Michelle, of course, is promoting her new album. Which um, is phenomenal. You should listen to it. Yeah. So apparently Marissa Serafini is promoting it as well. So, I'd say $13, the deluxe edition on iTunes. Yes. Oh, okay. So she's twelve ninety nine. She's heard more of it than I have, but I it's amazing. love the songs I've heard from it so far. Yes. I need mm-hmm. to download the entire thing. It's um, amazing. <laughs> it is. Um, but that but do being, you like it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> So it's Leah Michelle. Oh, is it awful? Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. We, we're all fans of Leah Michelle here, clearly. Um, so, but Leah Michelle has been out um, on a major press tour for it, of course, and she talked to MTV. And with the show moving most of its attention to the New York storyline, she compared the show to Friends, which I thought was such a fun, like, comparison. Such a good show. Such a good show. But Best show. I don't know if... It's a fair comparison Ugh, because no. it's they're very different shows. Obviously, this has a lot more drama to it than Friends ever did. But well, and if you think about it, Friends when that show started, they were in their late twenties. The storylines they were in their late twenties and they're in their early twenties, so it's completely different. And Friends is a sitcom, so it's a, it's yeah, yeah. It, it just it, yeah. it feels a little different. But I get it. New York City and New York City, I think, will become more of a character on Glee, and it definitely was, even though Friends was taped here in LA, a character <laughs> on, on Friends. Yeah. Um, that being said, still exciting. Also, any guesses on where uh, Leah Michelle wants to see Rachel go in season six? She claims there will be a big surprise for her character, but she wouldn't let on to what. But where does she want her character to end? Do you have any guesses? Um, I, no, I don't know. Um, hopefully, not being this Broadway star meanie pants. No, um, I hope not. I don't know. Do you think she wants a love interest? No. I, I'd say that'd be way too soon. I know they said they interest. wouldn't do the season, but you're saying for next season? For next season. For next season. She claims that she wants her character to win a Tony um, <laughs> okay. and have the entire group's like support to have Kurt and... Oh, so when you said, guess what she wants, you you really meant, like, this is very true to her character. This is I very true to okay. her character. So that's why I had you guess. But you guys did a good job. <laughs> Broadway, life, I got it. And, yeah, it's good. Um, so TV, TV fanatic um, also had some spoilers for the 100th episode next week. Ooh. I mean, little spoilers, but Le- spoilers. Lazier. So it's all going to be, or not all, but there's going to be a lot about remembering Finn. So it'll continue that theme from this week. And we're going to see Puck, Diana Agron, Quinn, um, all back um to do that. Um, we haven't seen Diana, at least yet, in an episode that it gives tribute to him. So that'll be yeah. nice to have her back. Yeah, absolutely. In the last episode we had her in was the Valentine's Day episode. Which is so long ago. So long ago. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just nervous that fans out there are, are going to start to be like, too much Corey, too sad. Um or too much Finn, too sad. And I really hope people don't say that because I think it's so incredibly important that we keep him alive on the show. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, in our hearts on the show, but it's really important. So I, I hope people can stick with it. Yeah. I agree. And I think Glee's doing a nice way of doing that because every once in a while they do sprinkle his name out there just in like a simple conversation like, well, Glee want, uh, Finn wanted this or Finn yeah. was that. And then so it's just suddenly keeping him around. Yeah, I feel like they're finding a nice balance between... You know, 
honoring him on some episodes, like this episode was gut-wrenching to watch. And we've had the quarterback, which was another hard one to watch. But they also have the fun later episodes, and they're finding the balance in the season. And yeah. I agree with you. I hope that fans are okay with that. I feel like if you've watched the show from the beginning, you want those tributes as much as probably the show producers. Do. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that's about it for news and gossip. Ready for predictions? Your After Buzz TV predictions. We are definitely ready <laughs> for predictions. Sure. Um, I, this makes me a little nervous because it's kind of tailing off of news and gossip, but it is called gossip and could be potentially going into predictions. But there is gossip going around that Naya Rivera will not be on Glee for much longer. Um Based on a couple things that happened, one was that she tweeted saying that she was on set with Glee shooting a very sweet Brit slash Santana scene, um, hashtag start together, end together. Um, people don't know whether that means that that's Britanna being endgame or whether they're... So people have all different theories. Uh, that was just one of the inclinations of why they think that she's leaving. But I don't know what that would mean for predictions for the future of Glee. What do you guys think? I mean, mm. I hope that Santana, even if she's not on every episode um, next season, I hope she's around. I don't want to see her leave. I don't feel like her story's done yet, but mm-hmm. maybe maybe by the end of the season and with Brittany, I'll feel differently. But okay. Yeah. I, I guess that's... Are you still I rooting mean, for Brittana? I would love to see Brittany <laughs> back. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're awesome together. I, I think for Santana, because right now in this season... She's still she's still trying to find herself and where she belongs in life, and she she's kind of stuck in that rut. And I think mm-hmm. if she is to leave and to write out her character in that way, it's just you get you have a character, get up and leave and start a new life in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it would be fitting if she ended it like that. I I agree. It's interesting to see. I'm interested to see where these characters go. I say it all the time, but I think that we're kind of at this point where. It, they're going to go different directions. No pun intended. <laughs> and uh, you, you know, know what I would love to see? It's not a prediction, but I would love to see, just because Rachel is Fanny, to see a Barbara Starson cameo. I would, I would just die and go I to mean, heaven. I feel she, like that's I mean, like to the have, dream. I mean, Leah Michelle, we, we know Leah Michelle loves Barbara, and then to have Rachel love Barbara in that way, and then just to die it's and New go to York. heaven. The chances of Barbara being in bar- Broadway is not that too far-fetched. Yeah. So oh just to make God. an appearance like that would be awesome. Rachel would be through the roof. I mean, that would be fun to see. I think you found the Glee dream. Yeah. On that note, the Glee. writers. <laughs> yes, I know, right? Yes. Listen, listen up. Uh-huh. Marissa's got ideas. So <laughs> that being said, thank you so much for watching and hanging out with us tonight. I'm Stephanie Wanger, and you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Wanger. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Roxy Stryer. See you next week for the 100th. Woohoo! From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Gleeks! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.